Um, do you want to welcome the, the fans to the show? Nah, not my style. Okay, hello and welcome to the show. This is the number one the number one potty in all <laughs> the of the world radio podcast. This is the number yeah. one uh, speak chat with your your your, your, your top, top your top chat chat talkers with, with your top boys. Uh, bringing you everything, um, everything that is uh, new, everything that is, is old, ooh, everything that is and everything is news. Uh, that was a biting satire of the media industry. Your chair's slightly higher. Don't like this. Oh, yeah, that's, I, that's more like. Okay. Oh my god, this is complete. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I felt funnier up there. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Well, maybe we, maybe you should take a, a break from being funny. Yeah. Um, let's do a serious some episode. Some serious, let's do a serious episode, actually. Yeah. No. Because um, we've done a couple where we've I been just think the government. Serious. I just think the government, what are they doing? Well, the thing about climate change is we need to. We need it to change. And how are we going to do it? We need to change like, quick. Very quick. Everyone's trying to get in the way of change. And, and I'm like, climate needs to change now. We've been out here early on saying things need to change. We need to change the climate. But people aren't taking it seriously <laughs> enough. So <laughs> now not. we're going to take They're ourselves not. seriously. Don't stand in the way of change. We're going to go Don't in complete Don't stand in the way of climate change. It's inevitable. It's happening. What we need to do is go in complete contradiction to what we were saying last episode about okay. we need to bring silliness back. Yeah. And we said we've had a think about it and we've completely disregarded it. We decided it. that it a, a joke should come out accidentally like yeah. a fart in a relationship. And everyone in the room is embarrassed that yeah, it just happened exactly like the early stages of a relationship you accidentally let the fart out because you're 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 bending down yeah. to uh take your take your sandals off velcro so that's a, a longer yes. bend because you need to bend to the point where you can you can get enough twerk because turk, talk, 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 talk to rip off the twerk, velcro twerk. and then as you do it you fart mm. and it wasn't allowed enough. the velcro happened and then mm. the fight happened so then your girlfriend sees you well that's why everyone wears velcro at the start of a relationship <laughs> velcro pants velcro velcro <laughs> shoes because you have to be able to master yes. the fart yes yes um, but what we're trying to say that's sorry, the, tip, anal- the, the analogy we're getting too caught up in the analogy the point well, the velcro is important as well but the, the, the i forgot what i was the point was the point was is it, it we can't jokes can't the, come j- jokes should be that an accident and they should be that embarrassing. Yeah. It yeah. Sh- so like, it's not, it's like a, I guess there's a slight laughter after an embarrassing fart, yeah. but it's more that everyone is just trying to dissipate the awkwardness in the room. Okay. I think from now on the podcast should be us discussing, uh, so we'll do racism, then sexism, then climate change, then transphobia, and we'll do a whole thing on it. I and don't we'll think talk- we should do that. I think we should discuss things like how many 12 year olds could we kill for <laughs> entire seriousness. And then if a, if a pun or joke happens, then we look like you've said something really shocking. No, no, we edit it out. Okay, so it's just this yeah. is a zero comedy yeah. zone. Mm-hmm. Nothing funny ever happens. So I'll stay down here on the chair. But um, you know, speaking of um, uh, comedy and uh, stuff in our podcast, we I've got had an interesting selection of messages. I'm quite late to talking about this, um, but uh, if you guys remember, um, well, I was actually going to ask a question. Okay, go before on. we do this. Because I think I might have an archaic view on this, perhaps, and I'd like to. Open I, it up. I love the word archaic. By the way, it's a beautiful word. Uh, archaic and prosaic are two great words. They to, are great to, words. To, to Similar. Your, I would, um, with the farting in a relationship thing. Yeah. I'm a. I'm like maybe again sure. maybe, maybe I'm archaic. Yeah. Sure. I. <laughs> mm, <laughs> <yeah>. Stop. I. <laughs> I just never. I've never. I've been in maybe like three, four year relationships. Never, never comes out. I'm still. I'm kind of like a. Let's keep. Like the like. It's always held up as an ideal point when you get to a marriage when one of you's having a shit and one of you's brushing your teeth. Which I don't think is ideal. I don't think it's ideal. I've never been that. I'm, I'm a fun-loving guy. I'm, I think I'm pretty easy going, laid easy back. Going, but and I it's think not just her. It's not just stuff. I don't think, I don't, we have friends. 
who are in two-year relationships and they, they kind of brag they're about doing how it. they're shitting. You know, yeah. I think we have a friend who, when he's taking a shit, his girlfriend might sit on his lap and he thinks that's like a funny thing. <laughs> no, yeah, he do does. You know, you know what he I'm does. talking about. Yeah, I do know yeah. what you're talking about because you said the exact same yeah. thing to me separately. Yeah, So, and I don't think that's acceptable. Um, I think it's... Ex- I have a rule. Do you? No, I've do no, you? I, I've never. I'm actually pretty surprisingly good. I don't think I've ever fought, other than like when it's purely, purely accidental. I think sometimes it's hard. Yeah, of course it's hard. But I've never, I've never given in, and I've never um, succumbed to it. Because I believe there should be a bit of mystery. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to just be. And but but when I people have, are like, I have oh, made a rule if, with BB. What... I made a rule with BB, which is if she farts in front of me, it's over. I break up immediately. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it so explicitly, but but it's just a, a, a rule just to keep because it, it keeps the ratio. Ice, ice. That's the same thing. If I she said accidentally farts in front of me, then I'm like, yeah. Uh, I'll start. I'll start getting her things together. Mm. Yeah, as you just like get just immediately, co- just get a suitcase. Out. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, sorry, this didn't work out. Well, I have a go bag for them, so it's already. <laughs> so it's not like they need to get everything. They can get With it later. Different passports. Yeah. It's like they don't. Lots they don't need to money. collect all their shit now. No. But they need to get out immediately. Yes. Yeah. And I, I presume I have strike- a go bag for me. Yeah, it's a one strike policy. Yeah, it is a one fair. strike policy. And you don't want to get f- so far has into she your... never. No, 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 not once, not once. Well, then, but that's the thing. That, actually, I think girls are very good at it. As in, but I also think girls don't have the same, I, the I, same geishas, um uh, internal system. Yeah, like, I don't think Try- they shit like men do. I mm. think they, they they're baffled about how long men take in the toilet. If we're so talking about for, geishas, I think w- w- women in general are much quick, have mm. a much quicker turnaround. I think we're talking about geishas systems. You're not the best person to kind of extrapolate to the broader public. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true because my systems are, are geishas. But, but then, uh, but then everything you're saying rings true with me yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I do think women are just built different biologically yeah. when it comes to that. But then I do know some women who are, who are severely constipated. So name them. Uh, <laughs> this is a call out. <laughs> uh, no, it's more because I, I, the kind of messages we get in from female fans, I think that we have a huge number of constipated female listeners. I think that's a, think arguably why a demo. We've got a vastly more female demographic. Because a vastly, within that, a vastly more constipated to unconstipated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's why, yeah. And then 75, most, you're saying most females are constipated. No, most females aren't constipated. No, they're not. It's a rare thing. Okay. And so we're, that, that's why our dem- demo is severely constipated women. Yes. And then very loose, fibrous, dieted men. Mm. No, that makes, that adds up actually. It does add up. Well, because then I guess it adds up with some of the messages you've Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's summertime, bitches. Yeah. Get your glad rags out, get your bucket hats in, get that SPF 50 out and put on those Birkenstocks because we're going to the park and enjoying some lovely sun. It's going to rain for a week tomorrow, by the way. Really? Yeah. For Absolutely brutal. For well, a week. Well, that's because I think I think um, something that really frustrates me is that we, we had the kind of, we were slightly gaslit by the weather when we had like a, a crazy hot April and then a terrible May. Yeah. Um, but I am... Um, it does sicken me when people complain about the heat. It's a very a huge pet peeve of mine when we spend the whole time complaining about how it's not hot, and then the moment well, it is, it's I think just you have to take heat. that into context. Go, context, go because on. many people who complain about the heat, I don't think you find complaining about the cold. They do complain about the cold. Well, you're just who? They do right, complain about the cold. People, know. the weather. That is a classic. Are you talking thing about the general, this, the general side? I'm talking about nearly everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Raining, shite weather. Fucking awful. 
there's just complain, complain, complain. As yeah. soon as it, there's like a one, there's like a two degree thing that they're happy. And then as soon as it's like nice weather, yeah, you want it sweltering. I like it sweltering. I like it snowing and I like it sweltering because then it makes the reality that you exist in regularly, it means the off, off license you go to regularly, the streets you see, they suddenly take on a sort of weird perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. weird seeing things you see all the time in baking heat. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, or yeah, in yeah. the snow. And what, that's what, what I like. It's like you're living seeing, in a parallel universe. seeing men's legs. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing that changes in the summer and the pressing heat. Yeah. Is everything's the same, but everyone's wearing shorts. You can suddenly see everyone's kneecaps. Which is a much more vulnerable place to be. It really is. And I feel like you really get to know people more when they're wearing shorts. People are much more exposed. Do you think that's why, like in Brazilian um, carnival culture and stuff, do you think they're much more open as a, as a people's? Because of because the they get Because the men are getting their knees out. Absolutely. And do you think the reason why British people are kind of more closed off is because in general, for many months of the year, we have to cover up the knees. How can we really be honest with each other if we're not showing each other our knees? It's true. And like I like getting the knees out around the house i like wearing shorts around the house but outside the house i do take on i do fall down a couple of social strata i do become uh i, I lose a lot of it's the gangliness uh, yeah and I, I lose a lot of respect mm. um I, I i understand that i'm further down the pecking order in summer because i'll never look comfortable or that i'm meant to be there, there. is something about your legs that yeah. look uncomfortable yeah so it's like i'm not meant to be there it you know it's also winter it's fine off. yeah but it's just there's something uh, is that bit yeah that doesn't it doesn't is make sense bit? it looks like it's broken there's just a, it's, it does look like it's broken yeah. it's what is that bone? I don't know it's do, probably, does everyone have that bone no they don't have that bone but there's one here as well well it's probably to do with fucking hyperability or something it must be well it's, it's to allow your legs to extend so fucking far yeah see that's fine but then that and so it's immediately yeah Immediately, people, you realise that you're not the same as you were in trousers. Exactly. It's like seeing it's like seeing a snail without a shell. You know? Yeah, it, yeah. It, they lose a lot of majesty. Yeah, everything's exposed. Everything's exactly. Out there. So I, I do know that summer, you know, in the way that um, in Avatar: Legend of Aang. Thank uh, you for bringing that. Up. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the fire, the firebenders. Yes. Uh, at the height of summer and the summer solstice. If you don't get this and you've been watching this podcast the regularly, then <laughs> fuck off because you should have watched it by now. It's the best TV series. At ever. the height of the summer solstice. Yes. They are their most powerful. Yes. Waterbenders at the height of the full moon. They are their most powerful. So do you think it's like the opposite? I think it's probably the opposite. Even though I love summer and I don't complain about it, I know that I'm not at my strongest ability. The more, I'm happiest, but I'm more, not at my strongest. So the more the, your body is exposed, mm -hmm. the least powerful you are. I just lack genuine. How's power. your sex life? Um, <laughs> it, it, I, I once again do not thrive in <laughs> yes, summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just every time with each piece of clothing that comes off, you just. It's oh, you mean just you mean even no, no matter no, what the no, season. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. So you're not saying because the implication is just every time as you strip it, off, yeah. you lose a bit of your power. It's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. If you want the best sex from me possible, I should be wearing trousers. I should be wearing <laughs> trousers through the zipper and wearing like a, a puffer jacket. It's so that was a common thing yeah. in the day, back in the day, yeah. when sex was a lot more kind of, I guess, privatized, but we're not exactly fucking in the streets. Well, privatized has... A it, sex wasn't owned by the business. Yeah. By the business. <laughs> it sounds like you... Remember the day. It sounds sex, like... <laughs> sex should be owned by the government. Sex Let's should be owned by the government. nationalise sexual intercourse. This, the, you, yeah. Uh, the invisible hand's not working very well. Yes. Nice. That's a good sex joke. Mm -hmm. um, so back in the day when sex was a lot more tabooed 
it was common that the man would never see their partner naked. Hot. Sexy. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Um, and like just the, the normality, and I, I'm struggling to work out, and I've spent some time with this, whether it's when you get older mm. that you start wearing more clothes during sex or whether it's just that older people are more used to wearing clothes during sex. Who's wearing clothes during sex? Older people. I've heard. The only I've heard, reason, as in, like a wear... top. You see it in Everybody Loves Raymond. You see yes. it. You yes. see it in these kind of older programs. Everyone loves Raymond. Raymond often is wearing a top. He's often wearing a top during sex, and you see it in a lot of the old, these older programs. Yeah, men will often wear a top back in the day during sex. Mm. Now, that I can, seems... the only reason I could see you wearing clothes is if you have spontaneous sex. And exactly, that, that adds to it. I don't want to yeah. be having. Um, out spontaneous public, public sex, sex with the, a random PA in my office yep. as I want to do yep. I don't want to be in my office closing the door do you door. mean Adam? <laughs> I do yeah. mean Adam in my office is glass it's glass all the way around and can be seen by the whole office but floor so I don't want to um, but get you've got fully a plant naked. that looks exactly like you fucking a woman. <laughs> so you can stand exactly behind it and have sex with a woman. No, anyone I move the plant. Oh, right. I move the plant from you and stand. So, and then go. <laughs> look at each individual employee in the eye and then enter her. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. The only reason to keep clothes on is when you're in a public setting. Sure. Absolutely. Because then, I mean, taking... That is proper public sex. If you're mm. like, I don't know, you've got frisky in a park or something mm. and you go entirely naked. Yeah. That's when, if you get caught by someone or by the police or something, you can, you feel a bit more like you can explain what's happened <laughs> if you have your top on. If you're completely naked, I feel like you'd you be, lose a lot of you'd power. You'd be nicked yeah. immediately. And I would naturally go like this for some reason. I, I'd go like that. <laughs> I'd go like I'd do this even though the, the, the nipples aren't really anything. To... I'd let the cock hang out. <laughs> because they'd maybe, you know, I don't know. I think they just understand it. <laughs> if you're doing that and you're letting, you're letting Willie hang I don't know, free. Try and get this guy, try and, try and like, arrest that man with his cock. I'd be like, hey, you know what? Look, we've made a mistake. You guys just carry on, just don't do oh, it again. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And then I do it every night and you always keep picking me up. But you can't arrest that guy. You can't arrest but him. is it that when we... Are we going to be keeping like a string vest on when we have sex when we're 50 years old, 60 years old? I for sure. I, th I think for sure. I, I think, don't. I think it would be straight after a, a big meal of spaghetti as well. And I, I think I'm gonna have, I have my white, my white vest on and I don't take it off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but is I that, is that due myself... to body insecurity? No, I think it's to do with the uh, laziness and uh, the sort of uh, sex becoming that. something that my marriage therapist has encouraged me and my wife to do yeah, to try and it. keep uh, some sort of spice ratio. <laughs> you should be trying to force yeah. yourself to have sex once a week is a classic marriage counsel tip. So if I'm doing that, I won't even be finishing my spaghetti. I'll be eating it during. Your shoes are still on. My shoes are still on. Yeah, yeah. Timberland boots. Timberland. It's that are muddy from a, <laughs> from your forest walk. Aren't yes. Um, I think potentially um, something that you know uh, in westerns and uh, cowboy culture in general, they have those onesies they wear underneath. They're, yes, where there's the where well, I was going to say inexplicably, but it the makes complete flap. sense. The ship flap, the poo yeah. flap, the yeah. bum flap. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the funniest pieces of clothing that's ever been invented. Yeah, is that why do they have those to keep them warm? But it was really hot there. I think it was uh, pantaloons. No, that's like a is it pantaloon? What's a pantaloon? Um, 
I think if you're, you're you're trekking across the desert, when it gets very cold at night, yeah, it's kind of something that you can like just not wash and just keep on the yeah. whole time. I, to be honest, I don't know. I'm talking shit. I don't understand why you'd need that. No, because it's usually worn by the village idiot or the town idiot. No, it's normally. I think it's been worn by the. You the didn't alpha. see John Wayne. No, with his but bum but out. yeah, but John Wayne has it underneath his cool clothes. So it's more about the implication. It's about the implication of like you've only got that on, where the rest of your clothes. <laughs> That's what the. Implication Whereas was. the only time you'd see it truly in the flesh is the vid- yeah. village idiot or the village drunkard who spilled out from the from the tavern with his bum. <laughs> with his bum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've another mystery solved. Yeah, Myth Busted. Uh, <laughs> I would love to restart Myth Busters with me and you. You know, I, you know, oh, remember Myth Busters? It's just brilliant. Do you I remember really Myth Busters with those fucking losers with the berets yeah, and the yeah. goatees and stuff? Those kind of fat white American dudes just b- busting myths. I would love for the boys in the world to take on the torch of busting But instead, myths. we bust myths like white white supremacy. Or we bust myths like the Greek myths, like the Minotaur in Crete and stuff yeah, like that. I'm trying to prove that it didn't exist. <laughs> like something that everyone, Jason and the Argonauts. So we've all heard myth of, busted. So many of you would have heard of the myth of Icarus. <laughs> but did he really fly too close to the sun? Find out next week. Um, and then it's us uh, in a plane trying to fly <laughs> close to the sun. With, 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 with wings, uh, with yeah. feathers attached Feather. to them by honey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but back on the just for just for one second to stay on the the clothes and sex thing. Something that we've been strong uh, proponents on is uh, male lingerie. We've been big proponents of, as in for someone to design it. For someone to design it and just you know design. It. I, I'm sure there is male lingerie design. Nothing good, I've looked. But <laughs> I mean, culturally, I want the shift to come with this new body empowerment movement. It feels like when women wear lingerie, I, I feel as a man you feel quite insignificant when you're sort of standing at the end of the bed in your like there your stretched always, out panties. Okay, it depends unless the woman has fantastically prepared for it, there is always the moment where they like you they kinda like disappear for a bit. And one of the funniest moments of my life is sitting on the bed just <laughs> waiting for them to come back. <laughs> Just like in your like shit pants, basically erect, but yeah. in, in my shit pants, that you're are basically like, in holes. You've got and holy shitty and, pants and you, that you haven't like MS pants that you haven't replaced for like you're not going to put nice pants on because you're not thinking about you not, it. And you, you're trying to work out how you're going to do that. No, you can't kind of because it's not because you're not wearing anything. You're so, not, no, you've got to go full naked, and then they're like, they, 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 what I do got is like hide a... under the bed, <laughs> but just, leave, but just leave my dick out. It's, it's a motif for sure it is. but I feel it's an unfair advantage people might say it's uh, objectifying a woman but they seem like this sort of Greek unfair goddess unfair advantage no yeah because people Ooh. might complain that they're getting sexualised and men are sort of the active they're the, the passive I think the unfairness but is the effort they put into it and the money well, no I think it's unfair things. on us because for them, they look like some Greek goddess and we look like some fucking you know like an Italian dad for me that's not unfair on us it's like that is where they hmm. get to be the top. You know, they get to be the most. They don't get that. Doesn't mean they get to be the top. No, not the top sexually. I mean, just if you're comparing the two, is top trump cards. I'm fine with that. I just feel bad that, <laughs> about the lack of effort I have to make. But I still, what would male lingerie be? We should design some. Mm. I mean, boys gone wild merch. It's a t- we were discussing. Yeah, we were discussing what. Um, kind of merch we want to do for our Boys Gone Wild thing because there is lots of different options and we think definitely we want uh, female panties. Female panties with both our faces on the vagina. <laughs> no, I didn't agree. 
What do you mean you didn't agree? <laughs> you agreed profusely on the other day. I didn't. Come on. You were the one pushing for it, and I feel that might be a bit much. I don't think it will. <laughs> what both of our faces on where the vagina is. Yeah. Or maybe like a face mash of both of us, so it doesn't even look like either of us. <laughs> That's awful. Exactly. No one's going to want that. No, I, I, I think some tasteful. Would, I would think you guys I disagree? I think would, we'd have some. I think we'd have some. Would purchases. it be funny and cool if we did, did had female uh, merchandise underwear? Like a we're podcast not, no, because you ha- it has to. Or be would fu- it be creepy? Who knows? This is what we're. Opening yeah, cool up or for. creepy. Cool <laughs> or creepy. Well, we could just go. Boys into, gone wild panties. But Paul's gone wild lingerie. Balls gone wild. But boys gone wild. Boys gone wild. Boys gone wild. Again, confused. Also, we're on Balls Gone Wild, Smooth My Balls, on Smooth, smooth My, my balls. balls, another one of smooth, uh, someone who works with My Balls messaged me with the same offer as the first one, which just shows are how they little they give a fuck. On they the clearly are. It was the same copy and pasted message. We hereby, <laughs> no one used the link. We're, we're, we're slashing our ties. Oh, uh, Smooth My Balls was a short-lived thing. We gave them a fun ad read. We gave them a fun ad read. And they but... replied to that ad read with the same initial offer. That's <laughs> true. Clearly I mean, the audacity watched. of Smooth My Balls yeah. to say, I'll give you a discount on our products and not even give the advertisers If anything, one. go to the website now, give them a bad review. <laughs> give them a bad Go on Trustpilot and say they scammed you. <laughs> yeah, report, I don't care. Report, buy something from them, then report go it to your Manscaped. bank Manscaped seem to yeah, treat the podcast as much. Any other one, there's millions of them now. Yeah, there's a lot of pube munches elsewhere. Um, but we could maybe just focus on the lingerie aspect. No, no, no. Let's, we need to do male lingerie. Mm. But there is, I just struggle to think what it's looked like because we spoke about this a bit before. But like, the only thing that yeah. you see, and there's not many women echo in real life, but the only thing you see is like a fancy dress thing, like a fireman. Mm. Or like a, maybe a policeman, maybe that's just so. jobs. That's it, just a job. Yeah, but if you can get, you can get like role play lingerie, sort of. But it's more you, trying to realistically simulate just someone's work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lingerie is a sexual thing. A fireman is just magical. No, fireman play. is. It's pra- like a maid or a fireman girl. is practical. And you, it has sexuality. Do you mean the practical could, wear? Yeah. It's yeah, but the, you can get... Se- yeah, but like a... It's like wearing a, fireman Like a maid in jack. reality is someone wearing tracksuit bottoms in a t-shirt. Yeah. It, it's a French maid. Yeah. You can then... You can sexualize the fireman outfit. I guess so. Absolutely. But I guess... But I don't you, think well, women, don't women want, want that. They don't want um, like a fireman's what? outfit with a short We've short. got plenty of female listeners. What lingerie would you like to see in a man because yeah. this isn't a quest this is a genuine question yeah because one we we just want to know personally but we also want to design it yeah for sure we want to be leading we've got friends in, in the fashion logic. industry we sure we, we want to in men's fashion as well we want to be yeah. we want to be industry leaders in sustainable fashion we want the for, podcast to become secondary yeah for our men's lingerie <laughs> comedy to become secondary for men's lingerie and I lingerie. think the big push is that is like you I think women, it's sexually, a huge, their, one of their main parts of pleasure is feeling wanted, feeling beautiful is a huge part. And you're jealous of that, clearly. I am jealous <laughs> of that because men, jealous. men don't ever get to feel beautiful. If we had something, you know, back in uh, Tudor times, back in the medieval times, the way men would dress would put women to shame. They would outdress women. Out, think of Henry VIII. Think of those, those big britches. The way that rich... Uh, aristocrats it, back in the day would dress the latest fashions from the continent. You've got bearskins, you've got capes, you've got these um, doubloons. You're even wearing makeup, and then you'd be walking next to your 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 woman, and she'd be in a dress, but she'd look nothing compared to you. 
And I say I we think, bring back I think more. You want it? You want a, to use the word again? An yeah. archaic view of sex to come back? I oh no, I don't because that's not no, archaic because that know, was actually the archaic is when it started yeah, in the Stone you, Ages you and then want, it had a golden age. You don't want and now the, it's dipped back to us wearing dirty underwear and women saying, you "Oh, I like it because you're manly." You don't grow want, up. You don't want your woman to turn heads. You want to turn heads yourself. I want to. But be you're competing. also the same person who can't put shorts on without I, feeling less powerful. Yes, but if I had doubloons and they were sexually, uh, if they were acceptable, maybe I wouldn't feel like that. You know, when you say doubloons, yeah, it does all exactly. Stuff like that. I don't want to turn. I don't want to be. I want to be competing with my woman down the street and winning. I don't want it just to be flat out. Do you know what I mean? I and think, I want it to be a fair fight. Well, I I think the inherent because part of it in. In like you're not all sexual relationships. Everything's different. Everything's gender identity, etc., etc., etc. But a lot of male, female, heterosexual uh, sex and etc. You know, power plays in sex. That yeah. kind of thing. Because a lot of it is, I mean, about the object of desire and the and the one enacting that desire yeah. in some ways. And I think once a, like wearing lingerie or something sexy is often quite sleek. It's quite petite almost. It's like hugging your... Because it's very... Naturally, it's very revealing. Sure. So it's like hugging your curves and stuff like but that. Tastefully but tastefully so. so. But ta of course tastefully. You don't want a jumpsuit with just a hole cut out where your vagina thing. is and the nipples. It's it, the inverse. I don't know. I'm just trying to work, <laughs> I'm just trying to work through the science of lingerie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about uh, the tease. I don't there know what... There is more there, but you're not yeah, going yeah. to see it. I don't really know what it is because for me, it's a fucking game changer in every sense of the world. Every sense of the word. The world. The world. <laughs> Honest, yeah. But yeah, carry on what you're saying. So, but then with the man having, in order to like a male, I don't know what the male lingerie would look like because it's hard to create that kind of the same impulse that a, a lingerie creates in a man. For some reason, I'm thinking leather stilts. I don't know if that's a well, good option. Let's. What did male strippers wear? Because that's like leather chaps yeah. with bum with no bums. Yeah, bumless chap, <laughs> bumless leather chaps, and. You see the fireman outfit, you see the police stuff. That isn't something to sniff at. If you're going to do some like role play shit, absolutely. Well, maybe go for our kind of natural beauty in the sense that like beautiful men are often like oak trees. Maybe like, we're like kind of like Ents from Lord of the Rings. How about we do like crotchless panties? Sure. We do crotchless boxes. Okay. So the knob is just holding up, falling out. But I feel that's the what I was saying. The issue is lingerie is teasing. Because lingerie is implying, and at the end of the day, the female body is so much more beautiful than the male body. Sure, but we can we can change that. We can change that. We can make the male body more beautiful than the women's <laughs> but, body. But if you look, I at, think women should like get more. The pure... There should be more CEOs for female. We should move all of those, but then we can take on the sexiness. That's ours now. You know, I like the you idea. You can't have it yeah. both. <laughs> well, you want to be bosses and wear lingerie? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I have zero. I don't have any. The only thing I feel is guilt about not making any effort. Mm. But then, at the end of the day, I've discussed it with different women. They don't. They're not interested. It's like, nah, you don't really. Yeah. But it just feels a bit like. And that's why gay and lesbian naked. relationships really. There's, as I've often oh, said. Oh God, yeah, that's great. They, yeah. they, they, they. It's often it puts heterosexual relationships to shame because you guys are both competing on a fair playing field. Yeah, you are. When you're strutting down. You can, but and also in queer culture in general, doubloons are more acceptable. But is this because they're on the alt of society? <laughs> yeah, and therefore you're already uh, breaking a few taboos. So doubloons doesn't mean much difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, is there something? Because that's the question. Is there something inherently wrong with the idea of lingerie? No, As in, for women, not for me. 
Not in my, or not in my book. Not in your book. I know there's been a pushback, but I think it's going to swing around. But I can't. That's like the this. one thing I like to think. It was of, like I like to think myself of a bit of a feminist, and you know, some of these yeah. things, you're not taking lingerie away. Victorian, uh, let's uh, stifle female sexuality because it's um, there. Can, like it's a way of controlling them. Sex revolution. Is this a BBC bite-sized it, history? It thing? explodes out in the sixties. Unfortunate use of the word it, there. It, <laughs> it shoots out sexual uh, the sixties. Yeah, a liberation. With that came sexual abuse. Uh, that came with the kind of sexual hedonism. Me yeah. too. It's starting to put it back in the box. And there's going to be a midpoint where it swings and we find a, a healthy balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean... Victorian sexual relationship, me too, and now no, we'll find a balance. No, but I meant, is there a kind of just the fact that it is only a female thing? And I think part of lingerie is, is exclusively to look gorgeous, look sexual, and it is the object of a desire. And is there, you know, I mean, I guess it's a product of the society we're living in that, mm. that happens. But then I guess what we're doing is a feminist movement by making male lingerie. That's what I'm saying. I know, yeah. I'm just Make us both beautiful. You're doing it for a selfish reason (laughs) because you're pissed off that you're not allowed to look beautiful. (laughs) Which is, in many ways... But do you have that? I don't don't have that impulse. No, of course not. Okay. Uh, Let's discuss discuss the footy now. We've we've talked about panties long enough. Yeah, let's get into it. So the Euros are here. Uh, when this comes out, will be England versus Scotland. I know a lot of people won't care about uh, football. Um, I do feel confident about England versus Scotland, and the main reason is because as awful as disappointing as England are at football, seeing as there's something deep in the kind of psyche of sort of this island's relationship with the sport, which is there's a lot of unexercised demons that flare up when we f- uh, face nations often worse than us player for player Scotland will always have that worse for some reason so I feel I never feel more confident than when England is playing Wales Scotland or Northern Ireland because I know or even Ireland because I know that no matter how disappointing England are and how kind of nervous we fall under the pressure and how much we fall short will never be as bad as England Wales Wales Scotland Northern Ireland for that yeah, I mean, I see. I've had a rolling roller coaster with my emotions with football, sure, in general, particularly England football. Mm. I mean, it's tough because it was when the World Cup was happening. I was really not into it in some ways. I mean, I like well, I like watching football. Yeah, I like but you're quite, uh, you had a bit of a pole up your ass at that point, weren't you? Well, a you bit, had a, like, but also it was. It just wasn't the time. It's because like we're. We're talking about when Brexit was happening and there were so many horrible nationalistic tendencies in our country. I mean, it still exists now, but we're really flared up yeah. that it just it just didn't... I couldn't stand up and chant England, England in a pub knowing, you know, it just it doesn't sit right sure. for a lot of it. And I think a lot of times it doesn't help with these tendencies. Um, I But I see it as a good way, like... Sport in general is a good way for countries to metaphorically go to war with each other and get out a lot of that aggression that they, they have inherently within human nature. Mm. You get it out on the football pitch. Mm. You get it all out there. I still think there's a lot of negative tendencies, the consequences that it, that it has. A massive national upstirring. Because you win a football game and suddenly you believe that you're a better nation for it. I think there's a bit of some, some people that are really into it. There's a kind of impulse within that. Uh, maybe I think it, it varies from country to country and I think a lot of people push back on the England football team because it represents a lot of the most um, kind of traditional values that they kind of despise straight culture as well it's just a lot of it's built in with the England yeah, yeah, football yeah. team you know but I think you can make it what you want and I, I, I think England football team is sort of the only real expression of Englishness that 
actually exists because England as a country has been um, sort of uh, engulfed by Britain and the empire, so it's lost any identity. Yeah, like yeah, Scotland yeah. and Wales have many ways of uh, uh, express themselves, and in England, it's sort of people say Britain when they talk yeah, about yeah, England, yeah. and England as a thing is kind of a weird entity. And the only way that it sort of comes out uniquely is in sport, in football, cricket, and rugby. Because it is weird that in because splitting it up in the nations of the UK yeah. for football doesn't Team GB feels like a lot more wholesome kind mm. of kind of team. And I guess it's because we have Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland included in it. But at the end of the day, that's the most clear link to the British Empire, Great Britain. Rather mm. than like England, you know. For some I mean? reason, the British flag is far less racist than the English flag. Yeah, when it, when it was England, the one that was England flying was like, around the world the after having been dominated like, in colonisation. Yeah, England England flag was waved when they were fighting medieval France, and that felt like a pretty fair fight of white cunts. Yeah, it's kind of fair enough. Yeah, it's like you're both yeah. just like dickheads. Dickheads yeah, who want, want more land. Yeah, yeah, want more land. But then the British Empire, where it was like inventing scientific racism, that felt yeah, a lot yeah. more sinister. But it's seen as the sort of global, uh, slightly friendlier. Um, it does well. Maybe it's not global. Maybe it's just how we perceive it because of Team GB. Yeah, it's true. The Olympics seem like a lot more wholesome event as well. Yeah, everyone loves the Olympics, and also England football fans. You know, but you know, there's something I I do just believe it's like it's all you just it's but it's not about um, better or worse or thinking you're better than this or it's just it's about place and supporting where you're from, and I think that is yeah. the inherent value. So it, that's all it is. But I think there are negative consequences that come out of just like a, a vehement expression of just supporting the place where you're from and the people significantly well, just it's, like closely it's the, around It's the you. foundation of racism, but then it is also an important... That's the kind of issue with identity is it's like to form an identity, you have to establish it against other things. Yeah, yes. And it is important, but how you then... It's about trying to find... A way for people to express their need to express identity, but then not take that to the point where identity gets expressed. So it's more us versus you. But then that's where football, England football fans do take it to that point. Yeah, I, it's true. But I feel you can't really suppress that, and suppressing it will make it worse. And I no, feel, I agree. I, I feel agree. a way you can progressively, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do. I think it's really important important to have. It's such a. We don't. There's no uh, real English consciousness. And so to have a way yeah, place yeah. to express oh God, yeah. something with football fans from different... And also, insanely, because of our record in football, international football, we are the, it's one of the only places where we're the underdogs in things. Well, uh, it's underdogs, but we're, we're underdogs in the sense we underachieve. Yeah, that's it. We haven't won a tournament since 1966. Yeah, and this is like the weird it's thing. Underdogs. But this is the weird thing, which is like, it's deep in the kind of English historical like um, myth which is our obsession with underdog, where if you think about it, Britain had geographically the biggest empire that has ever existed. But the battles and wars you'll always hear about are things like Agincourt yeah, yeah, or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, I find it kind of interesting how we're always obsessed with that. And the English football team, English, football was invented here. We should be the best at it. We've been playing it the longest. And somehow we find a way to be um, up against a tiny nation. To fuck it. 
to fuck it. Do you know what I mean? But then and I, I think it's I, just I, built into. So it's it's the underdog. Well, you can't deny there's an underdog element when you haven't won a when you're a good team that hasn't won. Well, traditionally, all of those things that go into it, but you haven't won a tournament since 1966. Yeah. But I think it's a combination. Only, only nine of the, countries have won the World Cup, so but it's still it's, impressive. Yeah, but still, with having all those things, yes. you should be doing better. And the oh, teams definitely. we've had, we should be doing better. But. The, I think it's a combination of an underdog an underdog aspect, but also uh, kind of like a, this idea that we deserve to do better. We should be doing like a, a, we should be doing better and we deserve to do better because we invented football. Sure. Football's coming home, yeah. etc. And we have it. great players that play well yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere but England. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the... You, did you have something else to say? No, that was did it. You sound like you were uh, leading to... No, 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 I was saying, yeah. Uh, it's, that co- it's a combination of that underdog aspect. But then I find there is being something... There is like quite a like weirdly moving tragedy to the England football team and England as a nation. There is like a... Um, the, when, when we reached the semi-final against Croatia last year, when it was that kind of crazy summer in this country where everyone was getting giddy because it was like it re- really felt like we could reach the final that first goal went in and for the, basically the entire tournament it's never happened in my lifetime every game just sort of worked in our favour and I never really after the Columbia penalty shootout Sweden we, we breezed past them and that just never really happened there was just a feeling of like this has never happened with England and then as soon as the second goal went in for Croatia it was heartbreaking. I remember just seeing a lot of grown men cry, but then I fit, weirdly felt at home because I was like, this is supporting England. I don't know how... There's like I a think, feeling I don't think we home. know how to handle winning. It just doesn't... Yeah, that was it. And as soon as we yeah, had yeah. a lead and lost it to a much smaller nation, I was yeah, like... I, compl- I felt... You know I completely I felt agree. coming home. I completely agree. And there was... There's something... There's a sort of slightly kind of graceful feel- tragedy to the... <laughs> We there's so many sports England do and have invented and um, it's like one of those sporty countries in the world but there's no sport we care about more than football collectively there's yeah. so many sports and we just I don't know if there's any country in the world and I, I actually say this it might sound naive but I genuinely don't know if there's many countries in the world who want to win a World Cup as much as us Yeah, I think yeah. the passion maybe, is so yeah, strong maybe. here yeah. just even seeing the, when France won the World Cup it was huge celebrations but I just if England won the World Cup it would people would go and say, it's just the passion here is so and then constantly being let down when we have all yeah, of the yeah. th- reasons to do well, it well it only There's increases something, that pressure it increases that pressure and that feeling of before every tournament it's happened this time we but have all I, the players we get excited I'm not sure maybe it would be this as, time I'm and not, then it never works I'm out I'm not sure it would be as big as we think it is because I think we'd, we'd win we'd feel sad and everyone would just kind of be like like, what the fuck just happened? And we wouldn't really know how to it process feel, it. What is, we wake up with hangovers in more than just the alcohol and also what just happened for the last month. And I think it would be too much for us. There is a sort of cultural cycle, I feel, around the international tournaments where you have naysayers about around England as a nation, England as a tournament, going into the, the World Cup. Then when it heats up, the just the pure excitement of international football yeah, means yeah. that even the least nationalist person if they like football, they can't help but go fucking come on England. Yeah, and there's yeah, just yeah. a feeling of togetherness. And then we get smashed in this huge disappointment that we all share. And there's just this shared feeling of I think relief. Grief. <laughs> relief, yeah. <laughs> relief if, and grief. Relief and grief. Relief and grief. If we won the World Cup, 
there would be a deep depression of us feeling this isn't good. We don't, this well, is not also, how it works. This also, is not how it's meant to happen. The grass is always greener. It's yeah. about building yourself up yeah. for that big win. We go mental for a night and then we'll be like, well, now what? But now we've won it. Well, now what do we do? Yeah. And we'd always well, like, feel so guilty as well. I guess well. we'll sort our income inequality. <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I think that's maybe enough on the Euros. Well, did you say something about um, the parachute thing? Yeah, well, in the year, did you see this? So, like, we were well, we watched the game. Um, it was, I think, it must have been France Germany. It was France Germany. Um, I was watching it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it happened in the fucking ad break. Oh. So just before the game started, there was a Greenpeace protester <laughs> who came <laughs> down, fun. who came down in a parachute. <laughs> and look at the video online. But you can clearly see the moment where he's coming down pretty smoothly. Something goes a bit wrong. He's clearly lost control. And you can see the moment where he... Re- you can't even see his face. But with his hand actions, you can realise he must be shitting himself. Because <laughs> he's fucked it. And he's trying it. So what? basically what happens if he, he comes down and he's like meant to just land straight on the pitch. And then on his back is something like kick oil out of football, I think. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'll back... It's not a, the I most back, emotive I back um, a lot slogan. Of, I back a lot of Greenpeace protests. I'm going to have to look into it more, which I guess is the point of the protest. <laughs> not really sure how much oil there is in football. I'm sure there's some. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, again, I'll look into it. Um, but, so he, he's coming down, or she, is coming down, flapping about, and then is clearly going into the it stand. He was a bloke. He was a bloke. It was a bloke. I don't care. It's just a man who does. I'm sorry. I don't. It's bad. To, it's just. A lot of Greenpeace protesters are female. It is, but they don't. They don't catapult. fuck it. They, they don't, don't fuck it. They also don't catapult yeah, yeah. themselves into the fucking halftime show. That doesn't. They don't parachute down. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea what this person looked like. It is a man. It is definitely a man. It's a white man. It's de- it's a white man. That confidence. With like a bit too long hair. You know, Na- Naomi Klein is not fucking going to catapult herself in. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be a white dude. How can I make a change? <laughs> I'm not going to write a book or anything. Um, but he, so he comes down. Um, the white man appears from the sky, comes down into the stadium. <laughs> and he slowly loses control. Um and at this point, there's a point where he's like, he's heading right for the fucking crowd. He's heading into the crowd. <laughs> this could be a fucking disaster. And he manages to kind of like recover it a bit, but there's a big crash as he batters into some shit. Really fucking nasty fall. And then eventually he ends up a bit on the pitch, but he's too dazed and confused to kind of do anything. Um, eight, I think like uh, it's either eight or 18 people were taken to hospital for it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think so. It looked like. So did he just smash through loads of people? Well, it didn't. It looked like he just hit like railings and shit. But I believe as I think it was the shock of seeing a man parachute in that they had (laughs) (laughs) just fainted straight away. No, um, yeah. So he must he hit some people on the way down, which is just for a moral protest to end up in (laughs) several people hospitalised. He's a boy gone wild. In that way. He is a boy gone wild. He's, He's a boy gone, gone wild of the week. He is the boy gone wild of the week. There is, you know. I mean, it's but like, so just for, it's, it's not really comment on the Greenpeace protest or anything. It's the comment on look at that <laughs> video at the moment where he realizes he's fucked it. And it's hilarious. Yeah. It was, once you realize that, you know, no one's died from it. Yeah, but it is a part of modern protesting. There is a sort of awkwardness. <clears throat> It's not fully clear what anyone really wants. Yeah. Not, do you know what I mean? Well, there's just a lot of there's, cause, a, there's a lot of causes. Yeah, and there's a slight vague. So I like how specific. Just, what yeah, you yeah. Want. I was just like kick oil out of football. Ah, 
Okay. Okay. You uh, know. I mean, I'd love to get behind that if I knew it existed. It just feels but then like that's also the point of bringing away Gandhi, Mandela, and stuff. It was a pretty clear yeah. goal that was very yeah. achievable. But now it's like end racism, and it's like okay, we there's steps we could take How? which are important, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not as easy to have an effective. Mm. You don't know if you've had a successful protest because you. You can't. Well, you, Boris Johnson can't come out and go. We've decided to end racism. <laughs> we <yeah>. did it. <laughs> After the disaster of the man in the parachute, we have decided to ban all oil companies from their participation in football. It's unclear as to what their participation is, <laughs> but it will be immediately ended. Or just be like, and we decided that the planet is, there's no more climate change. Yeah, no, I no, I you got to bat this stuff though because you just got to keep. Oh, definitely. Keep and I'm just saying it's the problem with the modern era yeah, of yeah, protesting. Yeah. Is it all? Yeah, it it, it is more complex issues and just weirder. There's more protesters than ever, so the value of protesting's changed a lot. Yeah. You know? No, no, I can it's no agree. bread riot. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like because <laughs> bread rioters go out and say, "Can you can you decrease the price of bread, please?" <laughs> that was it. That was it. And these then, peasants who can't read, they live their whole life. They live to the age of thirty-five. They've got nothing in life apart from they know that bread is too much. Yeah, a clear goal. A clear goal, and that was sadly one of <laughs> uh, part of the hilarity of history is like no. They, you would never see riots being responded to in a tougher manner than the bread riots. Than the bread riots <laughs> or things like that. It's Brutal. Like, you talk about racism, all this stuff, but like oh, sorry, it's a, it's a. Uh, they used a, a power hose. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys got slaughtered. Yeah, for- <laughs> these guys got murdered on on site because they went with placards saying, "Can you please decrease the price of bread?" And the king went, "Kill all of them." Kill all of them and hang their bodies up in the streets so we don't get any more bread protesters. Bread prices are bread prices. <laughs> is best you, be remembered. Is that, that you from the battlements? That's, that's me as the king. <laughs> who stands up. Kill them all. Bread prices are bread prices. And the protesters are like, oh. oh for fuck as they're being murdered. Oh. <laughs> um, great. Uh, did you? There was also an, an addition to. Um, the coming story that I know. Yeah, there was. So like, what just a happened? Quick, a You're quick kind of like the Cummins correspondent. I am the Cummings correspondent. Um, I was going to say more than one way, but we won't. Um, let's not dive into that. Why do you mean in more than one way? Uh, it was a sexual joke. I thought it was a sexual joke. Are you sexual said, well, but, pun. But can you actually flesh d- it out in detail? Flesh it out. Um, so you in referred more, to me as the Cummings correspondent, and you said referring, and I said in more than one way. What was it, another way that you um, could be the Cummings correspondent? In Andrew one Cohen? way, I am the Cumming, Cummings mm. correspondent because I take an interest in what Dominic Cummings says. That's what I imply in the media. But what um, did you mean um, in relation mm. to yeah. um, um, any ejaculation um, that I or people around me might? Um, so would you say enact the? You're you you're sort of implying that you you're so you're so freely come all over the place. Well, you, you could you could potentially have a a a, a, mm. a, a like a, a fun nickname being the coming correspondent. Well, I see it more as covering other comes or including mine, like covering other coming that happens in my general oh. area. So you're you're corresponding on the come mm. in the news. Okay, I good. mean, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, not entirely coming, fleshed out. Well, you could be a coming correspondent. I could be one who's always. And <laughs> we're going down to Andrew on the scene. It's been a, <laughs> a terrible fire. I'm standing here with. 
And how do you feel about that? Uh, it's been a terrible disaster, hasn't it? And so that was forth. the coming correspondent. So it could be that, yeah. It could yeah, be that. that was fun. But anyway, in um, uh, there's he's there was a lot of there was a lot of shit thrown at the wall. Um, whenever two weeks ago, whenever the fuck it was, um, and there was a lot of chat. Is this man going to be able to substantiate all of these lovely claims, all of these beautiful, beautiful, fantastic claims? Um, and today he posted something on his blog. Uh, today is Wednesday, not Friday when it comes out. Uh, he posted something on his blog. Um, he did a big blog post, but in there was a screenshots of his WhatsApp messages, which is great enough. Who gives a shit what they say? Because you see a WhatsApp group that says Boris, Matt, and Dom. It's absolutely insane. It's Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, the WhatsApp, and Dom. WhatsApp group. People use WhatsApp more than I think. That's oh. what the top people use WhatsApp groups. Fucking fantastic. some of the WhatsApp. The England Euro squad all have a WhatsApp group. Yeah, and just see, seeing like Matt, and that's Matt Hancock. Do you think ISIS members have WhatsApp groups? The amount of people who must have WhatsApp groups. Yes. The biggest names. Kanye yeah. and Jay must have, not Jay-Z, but you know. Not what, Kanye, you Jay-Z and, Kanye and Kim must have, have a family WhatsApp group. They will yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's just, to, to actually see a, just a message from it, it's just great. Yeah. But with the, he had the group at the top. Um, Donald Trump's in a WhatsApp group. Of course he is. And he's just. Imagine Donald Trump. It's Donald. It's just, it's great to see. Like, it's one of the first kind of instances where we've really seen. I completely seen. agree. Um, so within that, he posted a screenshot from his messages of Boris Johnson. Again, it's just coming up with Boris. Um, and it's him explaining the situation that it, there's one with him and Matt first. And then it's like Dominic doing this whole paragraph about how we're fucked with ventilators and stuff like, and PPE. What's his spelling like? Is it pretty f- good and formal? Hele- uh, amazingly, it's, um, pretty abbreviated. Okay. Um, so he, he'll end a, he often ends a text with, THX. Okay. So thanks. that's thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, so there's one with him doing like a big pricey of the issues that are facing it. And then he says, he does a whole spiel about we need to get the best, best people in there basically, but kind of gives the whole thing of like, because we need scheduling or something. It's like really in like niche detailed government kind of stuff um but that he just needs you need the best people in there because of scheduling and you're gonna have a, someone who's really in someone who's really good can do it 100 times first so that someone that's just good well, that's kind of dominic's his, that's his yeah, big, yeah, that's yeah. his big that thing. was his big thing it's about um, smart people and, better than dumb and people and then matt hanker replies like yes we do need the best people on it okay i like that that's great <laughs> and i think that's because he clearly well, did, was Cummings using that as figure one of hancock's an idiot or were you pretty much were you yeah pretty much he was because yeah. he only posted a few screenshots yeah. like four or five okay and that was, that was i mean in there. there's probably a lot of things that's not too incriminating no no it's, no it's not incriminating that was just a fun start that, is that fun. was the first one of just yeah. like yes we do need more people <laughs> yes we do need the best people on this massive global pandemic yeah. um but there were two different... Hancock Cummings Johnson. Oh, what just happened? Hancock Cummings Johnson. Have we all, all discussed this? The country's run by a bunch of perverts. <laughs> that is the most... <laughs> why have we not... That's amazing. That's astonishing. Hancock Because oh, you can even... Cummings. Hancock. Hancock. Come at your Johnson. Cummings. Self-explanatory. We've already been through it today. Johnson. Like a dick. Dick Johnson. Big old Johnson. That's absolutely absurd. It is like a satire written yeah. with this kind of subtle thing of they're just like a du- they like all got a, like a, a dumb dick and Easter egg no, writers yeah. joke of having all of their names are a pseudonym for a penis mm. 
or an act of a penis. And <laughs> Cock Cummings and Johnson. You know what? I don't really know. I don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. We're oh. living in the strangest of times. We're run by a bunch of penises. <laughs> it's astonishing. I don't forget my point. It's a penis party. It's a pe- it is a penis party. Um, um, sorry, and then the other screenshots. So then the other screenshots were um, two, two from one. I think yeah, two from there were private, just Dom and Bo. Um, and they were about, so Dominic would explain the situation with, it's mostly to do with PPE, I think, and ventilators. And then Johnson replies, because he uses the same word, which I can't remember exactly right now, but he says, um, what, like, what a fucking moron, but it's not moron. Do you say fucking? Yeah, fucking on both occasions. He called him a fucking, let me get it up because it's just, um, it'll be literally on BBC News. Hopeless. Um, he's fucking hopeless. Or like, this is fucking hopeless. He says, this is fucking hopeless, or, I think. And then he, but when he's actively, when Cummins is actively talking about Matt Hancock, he said, he's fucking hopeless. Wow. So, so, so what, what does that mean? And what's it, Cameron's, uh, what's Cummins' implication? It means that there was a bit of pushback after he did the interview um, about whether he was able to substantiate the claims. And I mean, there were vastly more important claims in it. And to be honest, this is a mechanism that can happen because like what there's been a lot of focus on Matt Hancock and it's great to focus on Matt Hancock because he's a maniac. Um, but at the end of the day, what that's going to do is replace an individual from a specific role in government. So in a way, the Tory apparatus should chuck Man Hancock. Man Hancock. Man Hancock. They should chuck <laughs> him. They'll end up, what will happen? I guarantee Man Hancock. This. I assume Boris Johnson can't because he looks incompetent if his head of health, if his health secretary in a global pandemic was incompetent. That you look like an incompetent. So is that leader. why, even though he thinks he's fucking useless, he's just going to keep him on to Absolutely. the end? Absolutely. So when there's, Absolutely. when there's a next, apologies. <laughs> when there's a let's, election, which should always win, I'm sure. But he will replace, fingers crossed, fingers crossed <laughs> he's hoping baby. He will replace, and you can, you can quote me on this, he will replace Hancock as soon as he has the opportunity. He might even do it after the inquiry for COVID. So he'll replace Hancock because he clearly wants to get rid of him anyway, but he can't look incompetent. Yeah. But so the problem with the blistering Cummings interview is that his claims were into the far, far deeper into the political apparatus than just individuals who enact the political apparatus. It was all about how government works yeah. and how power works and how our structures work. I think if you got rid of Matt Hancock, it would have solved everything. Actually, now you say that. <laughs> now you say that. I think it would solve a lot of the problems. <laughs> I think you get rid of the individual. Racism. It, 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 get rid of, famously, if you get rid of one person, mm. then the whole system changes. You know what? <laughs> that's, that's which, the, is, <laughs> which is a hilarious point because that's all that ever happens. It's like watching Succession. Yes. So, but just like the, the desire for a head on a stick after a fundamental systemic failure. Yeah. You get a head on a stick and then that appeases the thirsty appetite for blood from the media and the public. Yeah. But, one, but one, in reality. Rotten egg. Rotten, a- one, rotten, rotten apple. Bad, bad apple. Bad apple. Bad. Rotten, rotten egg, bad apple. Rotten eggs. Rotten eggs more like. Bad, you bad smell apple. like yeah. a rotten egg. Bad, yeah, bad apple. A bad apple. You get rid of one bad apple, you solve the system. But that's, we've, we've become acclimatized. So, oh, well, he's gone. So everything will change. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what the Cummings interview was about at all. But you watch how eventually they're trying to push everything off, but then they'll accept the death of Matt Hancock and then they'll move on and nothing they'll will kill, happen. They'll kill Matt. They'll kill Matt. <laughs> and they will murder him on the street if, if he was a lowly bread I like Boris Johnson's like, I've just watched the, the Dominic Cummings interview and he's got Dominic Raab in there. He's got Gove in there. He's got the other people. And, and a pistol like, lying on the and table. And he's like, I think there's only one thing left. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have to release a press. We're going to have to kill Matt Hancock. No, <laughs> Boris. <laughs> What? Why not? Was that too much? 
Well, he's done really badly, but I don't. <laughs> I think they want blood. Do we want him dead or not? I don't know. Can, do oh, is he prime minister or is he dead? Well, don't all go quiet now. <laughs> I'll just kill myself now. <laughs> no, Byron. I'd be doing that all the time if I'm the prime minister. Mm. Well, if you don't like my idea, I'd no, 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 kill myself. As the most like politically powerful man in the country. Just really like. Well, if you don't like me, well, you, well then you can. You'll be to blame for this. <laughs> well, just say it more if you like me. <laughs> I'm Phoenix too. Um, cool. We've done a, around enough time. Um, we can leave. You should stop describing it as enough time. Enough time. Because it feels like this is a chore. It is a chore. Yeah, we don't like doing this. Uh, You've written lockdown. Do you have anything to say? No. Lockdown? No. It's sad. Yeah, how do you you feel about um, him adding an extra month to lockdown? Um, To be honest, I feel like we're enjoying... Like, our our lives have changed significantly because of the easing that we're at. Yeah. So, like, I'm not too mad at it. I really need to get... I need to get to a nightclub. So I can get yeah, Larry on you it. You have been wanting to get a nightclub for a while, but do you feel it's gone round the circle where you forgot the nightclubs ever? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's been I enough time that you've stopped it. thinking about it. Because I remember you were like gurning for it. Yeah. Um, I have stopped thinking about it. Yeah, because it's like... Because I'm happy to wait. The only problem is I just like, I've, I mean, I'm friends with, because I used to work at clubs, etc. I've friends with quite a few owners and stuff and people work in the hospitality industry. I was and about what's going to be there when it comes back. Yeah. A lot of it is, you know, if we do another month, we're not going to do it. But that's more posturing, I think, than anything. Yeah, but No, yeah. A lot of our, you know, but then, yeah, I, there is something that's missing. And I think that's it. Yeah, but apart Going from out that, and having a fucking apart dance. from that, we've nearly got most things back. Exactly. It doesn't feel... So it's not too deep. Because we, we planned a big party for everyone when... Um, on the 20 on the, the week and it was kind of the, the idea was that we'd all be like let out of the cage but it's actually just been like a slow fade out yeah, where yeah, yeah. like it feels but it will almost feel, normal no no yeah I but think, it, but it's like going to a football game like a full football stadium mental or a full night I think nightclub would be I can't wait for that that's when it that's when it feel like it's probably over that's going to be a huge one exactly and which just, is a shame that it's pushed back not it's the simple things The probably the thing that just as regular will be it's just not having to order a pint through the app <laughs> yeah will that change i don't think it will so they're just gonna stick with i that. don't know it depends on like the uh, the continuancy of wearing masks and social distancing so it doesn't it, like, social distance past the 21st july i don't think that was the plan that they were going to stop social distancing maybe i think maybe well, it's a good have, question can't social distance nightclubs yeah exactly but but, but i think this is where they can yeah maybe Again, we're not working it's like, on I can't even imagine what a pub used to be like. Well, I forgot that people, you could just, it was just as many people as fit in pubs. Yeah, and I you didn't, didn't, and you didn't have to provide your address when ordering a Guinness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's the, it makes sense, this is why we're doing it, but that's, that shit is the most it's annoying just thing fucking on the planet awful. for me. Just adding, doing admin when but you're meant to be out having fun. I remember in London, it was like, oh, we could go to this pub, and it's like, oh, we can't really, probably can't like find a seat because my legs are a bit tired, but it's fine. It but now it's like, that's the only way you could ever. Yeah, yeah. Which is, again, it's a weird because I've moved to London during lockdown. So and never, I remember a couple of times where I've come up and it's been, they're just ram packed, ransacked. Sure. They're just busy. Um, and they, you know, it spills out onto the street kind of thing. And it's just normality to get a pint and just stand outside. Yeah. Never had that because you just can't do it. It's very, very true. Um, on that slight melancholy note, yeah. Um, we wish you all well. Stay safe. Um, keep um, jiving. Keep jiving. Uh, but most importantly, keep surviving. Uh, now's here's Fiona with the news. <laughs>